Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, we continue with our series on the science of change. Many times, as you bring change in, you miss what your people are going through. In fact, you forget that what your people are going through is exactly what you went through when you first heard of or contemplated the change that is happening. They are simply behind you in terms of time. Most managers and leaders miss this, however and endure the consequences and wonder why things aren't going better with the change. Today, we focus on helping you understand and manage the change curve that is a natural part of this process. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. out, walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel your head and neck. And just see if you can let go of whatever you were thinking or planning. And just arrive in this moment. Fantastic. It is great to be with you today. As you know, if you're a longtime listener at the last 8% morning, we are about building habits, habits of high performance, habits so we can be better in our last 8% situations. Why? So we can use these situations to transform, transform us, transform our team. And so it's fantastic to be with you today. So of course, we start by bringing mindfulness, which is non-judgmental awareness. It's paying attention on purpose without judgment. So just see if you can feel your feet on the ground 
and take a few deep breaths just as a way to settle into awareness of the body. And let the breath come into its own natural rhythm. And simply be aware of the breath at the belly as it rises and falls or at the nose, that most acute place where you sense the sensation of breath coming in and going out. Mindfulness is not a breathing exercise. It's not a way to calm the mind. Though, of course, that might be a byproduct. No, this is an exercise in awareness. And we use our breath, our body, sound as a vehicle for being more aware. So just right now, tune into what are you hearing? Could be my voice, could be background noise in your environment or in mine. And just note it. Whatever it is that comes in, note it comes and goes. That sound comes and goes. Then return to the breath, either at the belly or the nose. And now feel any sensations that are predominant right now in your body from head to toe. Just go through. What do you feel most acutely? What stands out? Is there some pressure or tightness or tingling or vibration? And simply be aware of the sensation. Where is your mind? Did you get momentarily lost in your thought? Again, this is another object of attention because at a certain point you become aware that you are thinking. And then you just make a soft mental note, thinking, thinking. And see if you can be aware of the thought as opposed to getting lost in the thought or lost in the story. And even notice what happens at the moment of awareness about thought. Does it continue? Does it disappear? This is building self-awareness. And then just come back to the belly, to the body. fantastic. It is great to walk with you today. And I must say that as we move into our idea of the day, um, 
I have been a bit slow in getting podcasts out. And part of that is because I did get COVID and have been struggling a little bit with it. I'm fine now. But just so you know, um, that's part of why I'm a little slow in getting back to you. So let's now move to our idea of the day. And just before I do, stand tall, look around, and feel grateful. All right, we are in the Science of Change series. And no doubt, if you're listening to this and you're going through change, you want to manage it well. But you're hitting obstacles. Because change is not easy. Why? Because organizations do not change people change and people are not great at change it may seem pessimistic for me to say that but it's just simply true there are numerous reasons and a bunch we've talked about already in our change series course managing with the brain and mind is a big one and managing with purpose and pace and simplicity so you can manage with the brain of your people in mind today I want to focus on a trap that you can fall into as a manager or leader as change and listen by the way I realize uh, dear listener that you may not be a manager or leader where you work I get that. But I also know that you probably are interested in getting things around you in your life to change, whether it be family or a team or a community or whatever the case. And so keeping these principles in mind will help you do that. But as a manager or leader, you probably fall into this trap of not realizing realizing that your people are going through change and are on a change curve what does that mean when there is change it becomes as we talked about in episode one very personal for people because they feel a sense of loss and they feel a number of emotions you almost could say change is not hard per se but the loss associated with it is so people can feel a sense of loss when change is happening and they will go through a number of emotions they will feel shock and denial anger and fear and sometimes in that order sometimes not but initial shock then denial then some anger and then fear about what all this means and this is long before they are able to accept or commit to the change and the challenge you face as a manager or leader is that you probably forget that you went through these same emotions six or eight months or some other at some time previously you were on the exact same change curve you felt shock when you heard or contemplated when you then you had some denial 
Maybe you felt some anger and certainly some fear, but that's not what you remember now. And the challenge that you are affected by availability bias now, which is that we make a lot of decisions based on the information that is most available to our brains, which means the meeting we had yesterday, something we read last week, a conversation we had, or our reflections on the change that we are going through. And so necessarily you are using different information than the people who you are managing going through change because you had some months, three or four, six or eight months ago, where you first heard of the change, where you spent nights thinking about it, waking up maybe, going through. And and that process allowed you to, A, go through all the emotions that we've talked about. But you grew some level of familiarity and then comfort with the change. And the difference between them and you is not necessarily that they are resisting, but they are just a few months behind you. You have time on your side. They don't. And you are forgetting this because of this availability bias. You don't have access to that information that they are going through. And there's a lot at stake if you do not see this. You will either get frustrated at the slow pace of change that is occurring and then fall into kind of two ways to deal with it. You'll either fall into or get into command and control because you're feeling a certain pressure to make change happen. And you know command and control doesn't work for people. Especially in this day and age when people have way more choice over where they work and keeping our best and brightest, keeping your best and brightest is paramount. But command and control doesn't work. It goes against what they are emotionally experiencing. And that's when you will experience great resistance. So number one, we can fall into, or you can fall into command and control. Or you start to feel defeated because it feels like very little change is happening. And eventually you and your team who are trying to bring in this change without really admitting it, start to give up thinking there is no way you are going to get your team to change and you abandon efforts and you go and focus on something else and change fails. Only 30% of change in an organization is successful. 70% of the time change fails. So what to do? Stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Congratulate yourself on being out, moving, building this this habit of high performance, of mindfulness and movement and mental training. So what to do? Well, you need both heart and edge. What does that mean? It means, and I'll talk about edge in another episode, but it means that your people first need need you to have sufficient heart. That is understanding of what they're going through. Compassion, understanding, empathy. 
for those emotions of shock and denial and anger and fear. And they need you not to forget that you went through these same emotions earlier, but have compassion and empathy for the loss that they are going through. And that's what's, that, that is what hard is all about. It's not even that we have to change. Like we don't have to go in and save them, but just to have an understanding, just to see them witness what they are experiencing, when they are experiencing it. When this happens, then all of a sudden they feel heard. They feel seen. And this is what builds trust. And when your people feel trust, it means that how they see change changes. They see it in a less threatening way. John Cotter, who's a great writer on change, wrote, People change what they do less because they are given an analysis that shifts their thinking than because they are shown a truth that influences their feelings. They change less because they're given an analysis that shifts their thinking and more because they are shown a truth that influences their feelings. And this is the level you want to work at. This is what we mean by heart and edge, by tuning in, by helping them see the change in a less threatening way because they trust you because it's some future that's uncertain and they're trust they're putting their trust in you and this matters this matters because of a filtering process that goes on in your brain on a daily basis so we know that the human brain processes 11 million 11 million bits of information every second Imagine that every second you're bombarded with 11 million bits of information, but your conscious mind can only handle about 50 to 100 bits of information in that same second. So your brain has to filter information in order to manage it all. It takes cognitive shortcuts to deal with this huge amount of information it is facing so it can make decisions. And so what it does is it decides what it wants to see with this filter. I'll say that again because it's really important. Your brain decides what it wants to see with the filter it chooses. And the filter is driven by the trust that for your people now, that your people have in you about this uncertain future. And when a person on your team feels heard and feels like you understand what is going on for them, they will have more trust in you. And the shortcut or filter that they will use will be to see the change they are experiencing differently in a more positive versus a more negative light, in a less threatening light. And they'll start to see the opportunity that this change presents. To go back to the Cotter quote, it's less because they're given some analysis that shifts their thinking and more because they are shown a truth that influences their feelings. So this is why we need to have sufficient heart, empathy, compassion. We have a whole week on building empathy. So go back into the podcast 
But this is like a critical skill in this day and age when you are going to go through change and you don't want to lose people along the way because people are going to be the single biggest reason you will win or lose as an organization. And I don't mean because of the great resignation. I mean for the next eight to 10 years. There will be just far fewer strong, talented people than the number of jobs that are available. People will have way more choice. And so you need to keep that in mind as you manage and lead. Wonderful. If you're getting something out of this podcast, please share it. Please review it. Really important you review it. It helps other people find us because that influences the algorithm. But please, if someone's going through change, share this whole series with them. Listen to this and re-listen because there is a lot that you can do to be better at change. So let's move to our three by three. So take three mindful breaths right down into this body, calming the body. Now gratitude. Think of three things that you can easily feel grateful for. I am so grateful for vaccines. It is a medical miracle that these organizations could make it happen so fast with such efficacy and safety. And it means that when any of us go through COVID, though it's hard, it never feels or hasn't felt for me like I am truly threatened by it, though it has affected me, no doubt. So I have a lot of gratitude for vaccines today. And now three goals for your day. What do you want to get done today? What would make it a fantastic day in terms of your productivity and knocking things off and working towards your goals. Fantastic. So let's bring this energy and this focus and momentum into the day. We have so much that we control And when we can see that, you know, which is how we show up, our attitude, our mindset, our understanding of what other people are going through, that heart side of heart and edge, when we can get really clear on all of these things that we can control, oh my goodness, so much is possible. And that's where we're moving as we finish up our Science of Change series. But it has been wonderful to be with you today. Let me finish with a Dr. Seuss quote. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. Let me say that again. Good old Dr. Seuss. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, 
Nothing is going to get better. It's not. Have a wonderful day.